Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome back in. Friday afternoon. Appropriate for the lunch hour. For those of you that have lunch hour, the noon hour. Um, there was news out about a couple of restaurants, new restaurants that are coming to the Power and Light District. To be fair, we haven't, it's been a long time since we talked about anything new restaurant-wise going into power and light. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair. Um, uh, so. Right. Uh, <laughs> neat. Yeah, you can tell how excited we sound about this, yeah. right? Um, and, and here's the thing. I, I have a long-standing distaste for chain restaurants to begin with. And there's already the so snob. Uh, well, it's not even snobbery. I mean, I'll I'll take a diner, you know, some greasy spoon that's a mom and pop sole proprietorship before I'll eat at another Applebee's. You know, not to Applebee's is fine, but I just I, the, the idea of it is like, okay, here you can have exactly the same thing that you have in every other city. Thanks, no, and and that's largely my knock on Power and Light now is that that's what your options are, right. Um, so Wichita based thrive restaurant group is opening two restaurant brands in power and light, uh, Denver based fast, casual franchise, modern market eatery and homegrown, which is a breakfast and lunch chain that thrive founded in Wichita in 2017. It's important to note that this modern market eatery is expanding like crazy. It's not just here, 41 new locations. They're opening up all over the place. So it's, it's doing well. There's also one of those uh, in Prairie Village, um, or will be, opens later this year. Here's what I wonder. Uh, I always wonder like who they're going after for demographic and stuff like this. Yeah. Like who does this appeal to? And so I'm on the I'm on the menu in the website for Modern Market. Their tagline is: Our mission is to nourish happiness from the inside out. Made from scratch all the time, whole, clean, sustainable, convenient, and delicious. This says to me, you are appealing to people who live in the area of power and light. What's the millennial equivalent of yuppie? Um, <laughs> I need a millennial to tell me. Yeah. If, if there's a name for that, that's what I picture. It's And the reason I say that in part is because we have more housing going up in power and light. Three light. I mean, it's, it's expanding. Yep. And a complaint about power and light for a long time, and this is fair, is that there's um, Cosentino's is the only grocery store in that area it's the only place where it, to even just grab and go there's not a lot of i feel like this and the other one are aimed at people that live in that area yeah and and i i guess you know my my real problem with chains is that by their nature 
they have to aim at a lowest common denominator. Mm-hmm. They, they, they have to be somewhat generic. Otherwise, they're never going to be able to do. And, and, you know, congratulations to the folks at Thrive for figuring out that modern market eatery was going to be, you know, this big, huge thing that everybody seems to love. But when everybody seems to love something, it just, to me, see, and, and I'm not trying to be contrarian and go, oh, I like that, but then now it's cool and I don't like it anymore. Mm-hmm. It's not that. It's just that uh, things that are aimed at mass appeal don't tend to have very much edge to them. Okay. Well, I'll tell you some of their most loved dishes and you tell me what edge there may be. <laughs> Somebody on the text these. line said hipster. <laughs> <Okay>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that works. That works. Man yeah. bun. Uh, barbecue pizza. So there, of course, the calorie oh, counts are on this. Yeah. If you're curious, barbecue pizza. We'll mm. save our whining for later. Uh, salmon Caesar salad, smoky chicken bowl, uh, curry salmon bowl are said to be their most popular items. I will give them a lot of credit if the actual presentation looks anything like these pictures. If you're someone who eats with your eyes first, these look amazing. They also would be very Instagrammable. Okay. They're colorful, bright, a lot of different parts to them. You can charge a lot. I don't know how much prices are, but you can charge a lot for these, I bet. And you would have to be able to, to be in power. To be in power and light. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, that's another problem with a lot of the chain restaurants is in order to handle the overhead, you're paying for something that you can get somewhere else. Mm -hmm. You know, all of the things that you mentioned, okay. Well, I don't like salmon, but that's not their fault. Mm-hmm. But a Caesar salad, that that's exciting enough to bring people. Boy, you got to go in for their Caesar salad. But it's really? a crowd pleaser. Yeah, but they, right, exactly. And yeah. that's the point is it's like, well, everybody's got a Caesar salad because of that. Um, it's funny because the text lines go in two directions. One is just because it's popular doesn't mean it's good. And then we have other people who are saying, don't judge it until you go. Somebody's a couple of you are talking about how great homegrown is. But again, look at the menu. There's nothing about this that stands that stands out. But again, this is where I say, are we being snobby? And do people like things that are comforting and familiar? Well, definitely. I mean, there are people who rave about Panera. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes, indeed. Uh, all right. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's never going to be my choice. If you ask me where should we go to lunch, that, I'm never going to say that. So, and it's not that I hate them. You know, uh, they, they've got a couple of things on the menu that Jen loves and every so often, yeah, I'll go there. And and it's not like I'm not going to eat. So mm-hmm. I'll grab a sandwich, but a turkey sandwich at Panera is a turkey sandwich, you know? Okay, so here are the sandwiches. I, I'm looking at the lunch menu for Homegrown Kitchen. The breakfast menu is zero unique about it. Anything on that breakfast menu you can get absolutely anywhere else. Yeah. I'm looking at the lunch menu. They have a Cuban, slow-roasted pork, Swiss cheese, fire-roasted ham, dill pickles, yellow mustard, Cuban roll. I'll give them credit. They did it right. I mean, yeah. they, they have the right stuff in there. I hate people yeah. who just pulled pork. They also like to put a fried egg on everything. I guess we're still stuck in that phase. <laughs> because they've got a BLT minus the A plus the E, whatever the heck that. So it's bacon, lettuce, tomato, avocado, mayo, fried egg on a grain toast. Okay. Listen, maybe all this stuff is good. Well, and that's the you know, the, the to the person on the text line who said just because it's popular doesn't mean it's good. You're absolutely right about that. But on the other hand, just because it's popular, that doesn't necessarily mean it's bad. And, and there's a reason there's a bunch of them. But uh, right, I mean, there's a difference between good food and a great restaurant. <laughs> yes, that's absolutely true. That's absolutely correct. I also will admit, 
Um, I, I like that if they're picking anything, they're going after a market that isn't as served in Kansas City. That breakfast, brunch, want to eat light, but still have it be hearty and kind of interesting is a market we just don't have a ton of here. Although, feel free to suggest places like that on the text line. I'm sure you will. It's big biscuit for skinny people. <laughs> right, right. It's We don't have a lot of that. And yeah. I can think of a few really good places for brunch, like Snooze comes to mind and Succotash comes to mind, and we got a few of those, but not a lot. And in, it's particularly in Power and Light, where there's going to be a certain um, hangover crowd the next morning. Yeah. If you're wanting something light this would do it both of these would do it sure and and listen uh, you know no matter what we say about them because of where yeah. they are and what they are they're going to kill yeah yeah i mean there's a reason you rarely ever hear about restaurants closing in power and light yeah what i don't know if it, exactly where they're going into and what was there before i don't i can't remember what was in those places before um what's guy fieri's restaurant fieri's place uh, i don't in power and light somebody remembers and somebody knows is it still open is my question he's a great guy i i he don't he when the wildfires hit california he was out there because he's from san francisco he was out there feeding i mean he does a lot for charity he does a lot for philanthropy a lot of people don't like him because of his personality but i went to that restaurant when it first opened uh -huh. um like in the first which is but i went with somebody who was reviewing it apparently locally. apparently it's guy fieri's dive and taco joint that's it is okay it still open uh yes okay is what google says so i shouldn't be surprised because it survives because it's there because of that crowd mm -hmm. but i was so um unimpressed doesn't even begin to describe it service was a mess Food was a mess. It, there were there were just problems in every direction. But in power and light, maybe it works. Yeah, I just I, w I would like there to be something interesting, mm -hmm. um, you know, something that you don't have everywhere else. And and I know I mean there there are reasons why you can't really do that, especially at a place where you know you've got a crowd that's there for more than just food. You know, you you try to go a little bit offbeat and you're going to scare a lot of them away. So on some level, I kind of get it, especially if you want to fill a giant place. Do we know if these places, based on their their uh, names and, and what they do, I'm guessing they're going to be cavernous. Cavernous? Big. I mean, big, huge places. Like, this isn't going to be a little, uh, a little restaurant by power and light standards. Most of the ones that are there are pretty big. Yeah, so I also don't know if it's on the square, you know, on the living room yeah. there, or if it's outside of that, but still in power and light. The other thing that I understand is that rent is so high in power and light that you're not going to open there unless you have a proven concept that you know already works and already works here. Somebody said there's already a homegrown in Brookside. Okay, I missed that. So you already know you have the the crowd here that likes it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so. yeah, yeah. And, and in comparison, I guess the, you know, the breakfast and lunch joint, the closest thing that we do have to that. And again, it's another chain and there's a zillion of them around is, um, oh, what am I? There's one right down the street from here. First watch. Yes. Um, first watch I feel like is an older crowd. Yeah. That's not power and light crowd. No, that's true. Yeah. So right. If you update that and, and do, you know, do the decor a little bit different. Um, there is one, 
not terribly far away from you. Uh, I went there with a buddy of mine who was in town, and he was like, we always go here. And, I, boy, I wish I could pull out the name of it. But it, it also is that breakfast and lunch kind of crowd thing. But okay. it, but it's got a, a little more of a funky vibe to it. And that's that's what I'm looking for is don't give me something that I can – that if I walk into one in Denver, it's going to be mm-hmm. exactly like this. Now, I say that snooze is is becoming a chain. And a wildly popular one. And it's great. I mean, it started in Boulder, Colorado. It's very Colorado. That shouldn't surprise anybody that it started in Boulder. It's unique. It's a little bit funky. They've got the cocktails. It's They are opening more of those, and I like it. And it's always packed. There's always a wait to get in there. Yeah. And that's, I yeah, be funky, be different. And and that's, that's going to be more likely to draw me in. But then again, I'm not going to have the world's biggest crowd with me either. So I get it. If you have thoughts, 913-586-7798. Still to come this hour, we go to the story out of the BBC. We're curious about this here. They ask, are ball pools, the big pit filled with the plastic balls, and games the future of bars? Get to that coming up here on KMBZ. 913-586-7798. We're talking about the fact that two new restaurants are opening in the Power and Light District, um, and they're both local chains or at least midwest chains although um the market eatery is opening all over the place the other one's homegrown that everybody's talking to me now about on the text line and how much they like it we're just talking about the the um chain restaurants versus not yeah and if you want to jump in 913-586-7798 um yeah and, and by the way snooze the one that you mentioned mm-hmm. before that's the one i was trying to think of uh, that we I had can't gone believe to you got in yeah <laughs> well yeah i i don't know we got lucky we ended up sitting on the porch we had to wait a little while i think but it wasn't it wasn't terrible and yeah it was fantastic we could open four more of them and they would always be busy let's go to christina in kansas city up next hi christina hi I just wanted to say that I have been to um, Guy's Guy Fury's uh, Taco and Joint, and um, I wasn't really too impressed. I guess my expectations were a little high, but it is good. Um, But we just lack a variety. I mean, we have the same things, just different names. Um, I love Snooze. They do have something that's pretty unique, which is the grits and uh, and, uh, shrimp. Yep. It's very tasteful. But I was in a Facebook group, and someone was um, coming from out of town asking, hey, you know, I've heard about the legends. i uh, heard about, you know, different places. What What's the best thing to eat there? And I just responded by saying, hey, you know, we just it's, – it's just chain restaurants, nothing really specific to Kansas City. And I got kicked out the group. But we just lack a variety. I mean, we have taco joints, barbecue, and burgers – Anywhere, you know, you stop at. Um, but what is the deal with people being, I don't know, afraid to try something new? Because the places that, that do come along, they don't last. No, that's true. Speaking uh, our language. The only thing that I would, I, I think I would add to that that we have a lot of is there's a ton of Asian restaurants. And I'm not just yeah. talking about the Chinese joint on the corner. I mean, you know, there's, there's a lot of poke places. And, yeah, I mean, there's. there's Vietnam has yeah, a couple of different. Yes areas of town where they've got restaurants and yeah so love love to see that where do you see the other holes though what what should be here that isn't i, I mean well uh caribbean uh you yeah. know we, we don't have many of those i mean just a different variety uh that you know that gives us something to um look forward to going out i mean as you get older i'm 45 as i get older it's like man i've tried all these places all my life i want to try something new and i don't want to have to go see something on social media and be like, man, I'll, I would love to go to Texas just to eat at this place yep. or, 
you know, so that's my that's my view on it. Well said. I like yeah, it. Yeah, like, like Jamie said, you're speaking our language. Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, there was a place that we found shortly before we left St. Louis that was, and sadly it's gone now. The pandemic killed it off. Uh, but it was a Peruvian restaurant. And oh gosh, and yeah. it was, oh, just, just fantastic. Yeah. Um, now, it was a little limiting for my wife because she doesn't do seafood. And that's mm-hmm. a lot of Peruvian food given the, you know, again, given the geography is, is seafood. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, just things that you don't normally get everywhere, like their charcuterie tray that uh, that came out before the meal had um, was quince paste on it. And it was okay. the first time that I had had that. Boy, you, uh, yeah, you can just kind of hook up an IV to me. I'm good. <laughs> uh-huh. um, the thing that I, and I've probably whined about this before, but I've said I'm not really a big breakfast food person. It just isn't my jam. And in getting up and working all these weird hours over the years, and you've had the same experience, I want a place that gives me dinner food at breakfast time. I want actual regular pizza, not breakfast pizza, regular pizza at seven o'clock in the morning. Because I've been up for three hours and I don't do breakfast food and that's what I want. Well, go to Casey's. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) How early in the morning does QT do pizza? Sam listening? Uh, I don't know. Sam's the, listening. He'll tell oh, us. Yeah, they, yeah, they do. Um, QT's pizza is great. Yeah, it is. And I, I think the earliest I've seen it there is like 11 o'clock. Okay. Give it to me at 7 a.m., 8 a.m. That's yeah. what I want. So, and and maybe we're unique, but we have shift workers that are in a little bit different position. So uh, if you have thoughts here, 913-586-7798. All right. Still to come, we'll get to the story out of the BBC about what might be trending next in bars. Get to that coming up here on KMBZ. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Thanks to Sam for letting me know. I can get non-breakfast QT pizza, just regular good old pepperoni at 6 o'clock in the morning. Wow. If I order it, which yeah, I have the app. Oh, you have to order it. Okay, yeah. So it's, okay. it's not there in the little thing waiting to go. That's okay. I can think 10 minutes ahead and order it on the app, and there's a QT not very far from me. So, well, thank you, Sam. Awesome. Keep that in mind for next time. Okay. Um, the first line of the story is, if you thought jumping into a pit filled with bla- a plastic balls 
was the strict preserve of the under 10s, Think Again. <laughs> An adult's version called Bolly Ballerson is the latest innovation to hit a city center's pubs and clubs zone. Yeah, boy, if you didn't know this was from the UK before, Bolly Ballerson is right up there with Bodie McBoatface in terms of naming things. They're so much better at it than we are. But uh, yeah, this entire article is about how as as the demographic for going out to bars is changing from millennials to Gen Z, you know, or from us, I guess, from Xers down to millennials to Gen, you know, now down to Gen Z, as they're entering the bar crowd, they're looking for a very different experience to what we had. And this kind of thing, um, what what they're kind of focusing on, and somebody said, yeah, oh, a ball pit full of drunk people. Boy, where do I sign? <laughs> no, I get it. But the the case that they're making in general is that when Gen when the Gen Z crowd goes out to a bar, drinking is secondary. Activity is first. Whatever that activity happens to be, and that's kind of what they're looking to find is the next thing that's going to be that activity that will have everybody flocking to their place. They're calling them participation pubs. They need a catchier name than that, <laughs> but you understand what it is. Yeah. Where the activity is the main event. And again, this is out of the UK, so I don't know all these other venues that they're talking about that they've created. Um, in an effort to keep pubs relevant, which as we know in the UK is a really big deal. If pubs go out, that's that's what the culture is built around. Sure. And so they bring examples in here, um, and they just say that some of those newer clubs are filled with young people, and they're just friendlier. Okay. Which, you know, and it, and it makes sense. If you're 22, 23, 24 years old, you're not going to want to walk into some, you know, dark pub that's full of a bunch of old codgers who are all in their 60s. I might go in there, <laughs> you, you know, but you probably, but Colin probably wouldn't. Um, and and it, it so to that end, I mean, I guess what did we, we had karaoke bars, right? That was, uh -huh. that was our thing that yeah. was like the new big deal. And then uh, we started to see a lot of theme bars pop up. Famously, there was one called Bootleggers in Chicago that was a, uh, uh, <laughs> they had like body parts. It was like a horror-themed bar where they had like little mannequin arms with blood all over them hanging from the ceiling and stuff like that. There were those kinds of things. The speakeasy was big for a while mm -hmm. where you had to know the password to get in and, you know, it was like a, a big social media thing. And now they're just trying to you know, get, okay, is it the ball pit that's going to be the thing? Is mm -hmm. it uh, places? I've seen a couple of these that are like upscale versions of a Dave and Buster's. Yes. Where they'll have like yes. the, they'll have the, the ball, the Papa shot, like uh, basketball hoops. But mm -hmm. instead of being the little netting around them, it's wood, you know, and, yeah. they're, and they're bigger and, you know, things like that. Uh, even, you know, ping pong tables and stuff like that, but it's all in, in a much more upscale way than you would think. So you asked, do we have any of these here? Yeah. And I had to look it up a little bit to remind myself. We have really two things going and feel free to remind me on the text line or give us a call if there's some I'm missing, but we sort of have two routes that we go in Kansas City. We have a couple of board game bars. Yes. That's cool. But the rest of them are arcades, basically. Up Down comes yep. up. Um, What was the other big one? Uh, somebody will remember the other one that I can't think of right now. Uh, but we've got several like that that are that have the the arcade games that we all grew up with and that kind of thing. Yeah, the fear I have in opening more participation bars that we're talking about um, and main event, it's a problem there, is they might be geared toward, well, main event might be kids, but like Dave and Buster's initially was supposed to be for adults. It gets overrun with kids. 
Right. It's adults who bring their kids with them. Which, please don't. Uh, right. <laughs> but yeah, oh, and somebody on the text line just hit the one that we have that's going crazy now, which oh, is chicken, chicken and pickle. I forgot all about that, yeah. Because neither one of us plays pickleball. But, uh, but yeah, that's definitely in that same space. Um, and somebody just mentioned Dave and Buster's. Yeah, Dave and Buster's kind of, but again, that's a place where you're going to find a lot of little kids. So how do you create a place that is friendly to a 20 to 40, 21 to 40 crowd, but is unfriendly to children so that <laughs> that crowd, w- whether they don't have kids or wants to be without the kids, can have fun in that environment. And what are what other activities do you want to see? Like, I would love air hockey or ski ball yes. or bocce ball. We used to have a bocce ball bar in Olathe. I don't it, think it lasted very long. It's so funny you should say that. Yeah, one of the places when I was in Illinois, uh, down in Waterloo, there was a place, uh, Outsiders, that had bocce courts out back. And that was, and everybody, I mean, you would see 22, mm-hmm. 23, 24-year-olds out there with a 55-plus crowd, and everybody's playing bocce and drinking beer. It was great. We had a couple um, in Martini Corner, which just has so much turnover. I can't remember which one it was. Um, they had like the bags game. I know there's another term for it here, but the bags where you throw the bags. Oh, uh, like cornhole? Yes. Okay. They yeah, would yeah, have, yeah. they have that out back. Okay. We need more places like that. Somebody said mini golf. Okay. <laughs> oh, miniature golf would be great. Can you imagine? All right. That would be uh, fantastic. Somebody mentioned ax throwing. Th- thank God dwarf tossing is now off the menu because that was just cruel. Um, I'm so glad that that faded out as quickly as it faded in. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, things like uh, ax throwing, knife throwing, darts. I mean, sure. as, as long as it's something... I, I just don't know how, yeah, how many people are going to be playing 301 anymore. You know, Here's a good example that I forgot about. Um, Chartreuse Saloon is one of my favorite bars we have in this town. Oh, do it's near, um, near Sprint Center. It's run by Jill Coxon, created it, who was the original owner, of, is the owner of Swordfish Tom's Speakeasy. Okay. She's an amazing, just a great business owner, and she's got one in Omaha and Lincoln and just awesome. But in her, um, in fact, she just posted the fall specials, which is how it's coming to mind. She has chess tables or checker table, checkers tables out. It's a bunch of them and a couple of pool tables, a few, but they really dominate the space. Wow. Yeah, that's and it's another awesome. Thing. Boy, a good uh, billiards bar is something that I have not been to in a very long time. And yeah, th- that would be great. But I guess what they're saying that the millennials are looking for is something that's a little more active than even that, that it's not just walking around a pool table. They want something that's going to be kind of akin to what dance clubs were um, because, you know, you're you're burning calories. You're out there. You're very active and, you know, very into things like, the you know, the ball pits, uh, you know, the, the South Beach Miami foam parties that were such a big deal for a while, that sort of deal. I see you rubbing your forehead well, on that one. I know. I listen, I didn't go. It's getting me back to the ball pits. I'm just, yeah, it's, you know, it's that same kind of ideal. Is that something we can, um, can we handle that? Can we handle a ball pit for adults? <laughs> I, I'd, go, um, I'd go watch. I'd sit at the bar and watch what's going on out there and laugh. Okay, I forgot about the shuffleboard bar. I cannot even tell you what the name of that is. Isn't that Martini Corner to the person that just said that? I don't know what we call Martini Corner now. The one in Westport, yeah. Uh, Isn't it that way? Could be. I'll have to look it up. I can't remember the name of it. Um, Yeah, and folks are mentioning a couple of billiards bars as well. Um, But, yeah, I I like the idea of of miniature golf. I think that uh, that's just active enough. 
How do you keep kids out of it, though? Yeah. How do you make it appeal to adults? Well, you just you, you serve nothing but alcohol. Um, you know, you don't don't put out a menu, or if you do, make it very limited, and that way you can't have anybody under twenty one inside. Can you just ban kids and just like, say sure. we don't allow kids in here all yeah, the time? Like, you can do anything you want. Yeah. Too bad. Uh, is it Ludo's or Lido's? Is it Ludo's? Somebody just texted in Ludo's. Okay, that's right. The shuffleboard bar. Oh, okay. All right. I like that that exists. Quite frankly, shuffleboard is not a game we think about 20 and 30 year olds playing. You know what I'm thinking now? Uh, and, and I don't know why this occurred to me. Maybe it's just a combination of all the things we're, we're talking about. But um, I mean, wouldn't it be great to have a bar that would be themed like a state fair midway? With, yes. with all the games, uh, you know, the, like the little fishing game with the magnets where you have yes. to you know, do something like that and, you know, and have free drink specials or something like that if you catch the red one, you know. Um, and, you know, down a little further, have the thing where you throw the baseballs and try and knock over the little Cupid dolls and stuff. I, I That would be a blast. I would go to that every Friday. I mean, think of the food yeah. at that place. <laughs> oh, and elephant you ears could, and churros. Oh, my gosh. And, oh, big time. And here's the thing. If you want to adult it up, which is where I figured the conversation, what can you add alcohol to? Like the lemonade, you know, the the shake, the oh, lemonade yeah. shakers. Add vodka to it. I mean, you could do the adult version of every traditional drink that you get there's, and food, quite frankly. Right. And, and and there's also, every time we went to the state fair, the first booth I would always head toward was the guy who makes the makes his own root beer. I oh, mean, yeah. do root beer schnapps? Yes. Or, you know, some, kind of, some other kind of boozy. Oh, I would so be in. We're doing this. We are making this concept bar happen. There is no question. Money? Yeah, no kidding. We need investors. Mm. Who has money? We we need we need money. Because now you got me thinking about like we could beer batter. You could do beer batter on more things. What could you add to batter that you can fry things in? And, and every bit of food you eat there comes on a stick. Yes, and that's a good little challenge actually. Boy, does that help with supplies and stuff too? Because that's cheaper than pans. All right, if you have thoughts here, 913-586-7798. Uh, still to come, there's a story out. If you don't like running, that's great. There's something else you can do instead that they say has the same health benefits. Get to that coming up on KMBZ. Happy to have you back with us here on this uh, Friday afternoon. I think about it for a second. Uh, coming up in the next hour, we just got an update on the story that we were going to talk about coming up. This We have a judge out of Maryland uh, who was shot outside his home. And now we have the update on who they're looking for. Exactly what you would suspect. But we have more details on that. Uh, that we'll get to coming up. What is the picture you just sent? That's a, that's the city museum. That's what we were talking oh, to somebody on okay. the text line about. Okay. Uh, pretty I amazing was just place. Giving you a hard time to the person that's listening, <laughs> yeah. suggesting we go to St. Louis for something. Uh huh. <laughs> I, I was just giving you a hard time. It for is the fantastic, reason. though. Yeah. Um, I'm also distracted now because we have the Weather Channel just tweeted out we have new images of Jupiter's moon or Ooh. one of them, and they show massive volcanoes. I is it Io? Yes. Oh, it okay, is. cool. Yeah. Um, vol uh, lava flows. Now it's rolling into other stuff. It, it's just, um, I have the NASA app on my phone. Like, that's a great thing to, to hang out and look at at night when you're trying to fall asleep. Io is one of the more fascinating places in the solar system because even though there's nothing liquid on the surface of Io, it's all rock, uh -huh. that it's close enough to Jupiter that Jupiter's gravity raises tides in the rock. 
tides in the rock? Yeah. So if you were standing there, you would feel the ground underneath you shifting up and down as as the as the moon spins, the part that's closest to Jupiter gets bulged out a little bit. It's yeah. It, I mean, that's why there's I'm so much. Up. That's why there's so much volcanic activity there is because it, the friction underneath the surface of Io is so strong that the rock just melts. But on the surface, yeah, it, it, you you can see the rock moving back and forth as it gets distorted out of shape by Jupiter's gravity. It's so yellow. Yeah. From from a distance, and it's so Sulf- volcanic. That's what Sulfur, they say is really I unique think, about it. Is is the reason for the yellow? I'm. I'm uh, it's yes. been a long time. Is it sulfur? Okay, right. yeah. Yeah, sulfur dioxide frost. Uh, let's see, yellow. Yes, your yellower regions contain a higher proportion of sulfur. I'm kind of a geek. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> I get it. This is the kind of stuff I dork out on too. Again, uh-huh. don't let me go on for a half an hour about this, but it, it just, space is cool. It's just a cool part of science that doesn't get enough attention. For sure. So, all right, we'll stop now then for those of you who are annoyed. Um, okay, <laughs> if you don't like running... And I don't, I only know a couple of people who, who like actually enjoy running just for the activity. If you are not one of those people, we have a decent alternative for you. That's right. I run only when chased. Um, But a team at Coventry University has an alternative because they have found that when you're talking about the benefits that you get from running, they measured, they took a bunch of people and put them in two different situations. One was runners and one was the one we'll tell you about in a second. And they found out that the benefits in terms of heart rate, blood pressure, blood flow, and even uh, uh, psychiatric, uh, not disorders, but um, conditions like anxiety, salivary cortisol, which is the stress steroid, mood and thermal perception. They did all of these things on people who ran versus people who just laid there soaking in a hot tub and found out that the benefits are equal i mean they're incredible when you talk about some of the analogies here it doesn't surprise me that the mental health effects would be the same yeah when you talk about reducing stress i that i I totally get that but i'm surprised at some of these other ones so when we talk about stress salivary cortisol levels which indicate stress dropped by 22 percent when you soak in a hot tub as it's the same when exercising um Let's see, 10% reduction in anxiety levels, similar to if you're jogging. And that's what they keep saying. This is similar to jogging. This is similar to jogging. Um, Blood flow increased to the legs by 345% on average. That's the same as a 30 minute jog. Heart rates went up by an average of 31 beats per minute. That's the same as a brisk walk. Okay, so what's the advantage to jogging then? <laughs> Tell me why I should jog instead. I'm guessing that, yeah, the only thing you could probably say that jogging would have that this doesn't is you're probably burning a lot more calories jogging. Yeah, cardiovascular. Yeah, but benefit. I mean, e- even with cardiovascular, when you're talking about heart rate, you know, lowering your heart rate, lowering your blood pressure, increasing blood flow, those are all things that, that are very heart healthy. But uh, yeah, I mean, you, what you're not getting is you're not getting the heart rate up while you're exercising so that it would be lower later on when you're at rest. So is that the only difference between far as they're saying these two, which means that I'm going to go home and soak in the hot tub (laughs) do the hot tub instead. Who would ever ever jog? Well, and the other thing that I'm wondering about um, when I did the surgery just recently, they have these things on my legs 
and if if you've had surgery of any kind, you may have had these as well, that they kind of they inflate and deflate while you're laying there on the table. And what it's supposed to do is it imitates walking. You know, really? so that you get the same circulation effect, even though you're laying down on the table as you would while you were walking. Then I wonder if the jets in the hot tub do something similar by moving your, you know, your your legs and whatever, whatever you have the jet pointed at. You're getting some mm-hmm. some resistance there. So what you said about um, surgery, I when I'm on long flights, I get worried about blood clots a lot on oh, flights yeah. like that. Um, and I, it's a rare occasion where I will actually get up and walk around, even if I'm on the window and I'm annoying two people next to me, cause that's important. They tell you if you can't do that to wear compression socks. Yes. For right. the same thing. And, and what these do, it's, it's a step beyond that. Instead of just being compression all the time, it compresses and lets go and compresses and lets go. And uh, yeah, I mean, it seems like there would be some similarity there to the jets in the hot tub and the bubbles and all that stuff. The only thing I, the only flaw I see in this is that um, 30 minutes is how long they had people in the hot tub. That can be a long time, <laughs> especially if it's really, and I, I'm the I person know. that takes the the scalding hot showers, right? I But 30 minutes of that, when you feel your heart rate going up, and I mean, that's, and it feels a little bit like exercise, that feels like a lot. I tell you what, I'll try it tonight. I'll do 30 minutes. I'll, do I'll, re, I'll report back on my, oh yeah. I did. This is a hot tub. Sure. I'm learning something new. Yeah. <laughs> Was it you in the house it? when you bought it? No, no, no. We, did you add it? It's not in the house. It's outside. But, uh, but yeah, you know, we added that, uh, I don't know, maybe six months ago, something like that. Way to bury the lead. I can't believe that never came up in oh, conversation. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, wow. if, you, if you want to use the hot tub, you can, I mean, it's, it's just, yeah, it's, uh, it's nice. Do you use it in the winter? Well, you probably haven't been looking, through a winter yet. We haven't yet had it. it through a winter yet, but yeah, I'm looking yeah. forward to it because that's I love that going outside when it's cold. You know, mm-hmm. little uh, little glass of something, something, and uh, yeah, just soaking there in the hot tub with a nice cool air around you. Love it. You test that out, and you let us know. I will. I will. How well? Uh, how well that goes? See how stressed I am on Monday. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, let's see. While we have a couple of minutes here, let's talk about these robotic dogs oh. for just a couple of seconds. Yep. What's the point of this? Uh, well, see, when when they first came out with the robotic dogs, and we talked about them a lot at the time, um, the, the idea was law enforcement because these things can run really fast and they can knock you over. I mean, there's there's enough bulk to them that they were talking about using them in police work. And they're kind of freaky looking too, which also helps. I mean, you know, it's it's a scary looking thing. They don't they don't have a dog head on them or anything like that. There's just cameras in the front. Um, and we we talked a little bit at the time about some other uses that they could have for these things. Now apparently they're looking seriously into military applications, battlefield applications for these robot dogs, and they're testing them out now where they have been fitted. This is, I believe it's the United States. Yeah, it is. It's the Marines that are doing this. This came out of uh, the drive.com in their war zone section. They've got one of these robotic dogs and they only stand about two feet high, but they have equipped the thing with a rocket launcher on its back. Um, wouldn't that take that robot dog and blow it to pieces? <laughs> when it, I isn't that only good yeah. for one time? How do they deal with the recoil? Yeah, that, yeah. That's, that's an excellent question. And yeah, I guess that's what they, uh, you know, you may have to build the back legs up a little bit so that they're strong enough and they give enough flex to be able to handle that. But so far, uh, they, they've tested out very well in terms of uh, accuracy as a static launcher. And I mean, the best part about 
the whole thing is that you don't have to have a guy standing there with a rocket launcher on his shoulder who's going to be in harm's way. Um, In principle, it's a great idea. In principle, I like it. Are these expensive? Because again, I feel oh, like yeah. this is going to be a one-time deal <laughs> yeah. for each of these. They, the robot dogs are very expensive. I forget what the dollar amount that was hung on them originally was, but uh, they cost a ton to develop. And uh, of course, then there's the worry about what do we do when they become sentient and decide to take over? Yes. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll take a break. Coming up, a judge in Maryland fatally shot in his driveway. We were wondering who the suspect is. Now we know. Get to that coming up here in KMBZ. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.